after six. Well, a ceasefire, as Mitch was saying, finally called for in Gaza. It's at the terms of Israel's government and it is a four-day truce period to allow for the release of 50 hostages held by Hamas and more aid to get in. It's the first breakthrough of its kind since the war began six weeks ago. International geopolitical analyst Jeffrey Miller joins us now. Hi, Jeffrey. Good morning, Kate. How much of this is all about global and domestic pressure reaching boiling point? Is that why we're here now? I think it's less about the international pressure. I mean, Israel's been pretty resistant to all the international uh, pressure and public opinion that the, has been against them over the, the numbers of uh, civilians who have been killed in this war so far, despite the huge numbers. I mean, we've got 14,000 Palestinians killed, 70% of those are women and children, according to the UN. I think the biggest factor here has been domestic pressure in Israel calling for the release of the hostages. The, the families of the hostages have mounted quite a high-profile bring-them-home campaign in Israel. It hasn't been so visible internationally. I think we've been focused on the humanitarian side, understandably, of the war, but it's been very visible in Israel. And Israeli public opinion has really turned in favour. Um, we've now got a majority of 54% of Israelis are in favour of some kind of prisoner swap deal. Um, so, you know, that number's been creeping up in recent weeks, and I think it's probably the biggest single reason why Israel has agreed to the terms of this deal. The possibility of extending the ceasefire beyond four or five days, how much of a chance of that? Because Israel, you know, as you say, I mean, uh, you know, divided and maybe in support of releasing hostages, but Israel's still committed to completing its Hamas eradication mission, isn't it? So arguably the fighting is going to resume. Yes, and Benjamin Netanyahu has been very clear that they will continue the war. And Israel's not calling it a ceasefire. They're calling it an operational pause. That's the language they're using. And, of course, a ceasefire sounds is something much more durable, I think, the way it's interpreted as something more durable and sustainable. And Israel doesn't want that narrative to take hold. But I think there is a real possibility that the ceasefire, ceasefire will be extended, that Israel will find it hard to resume it's a campaign once those four days have elapsed. I, there's a condition in this agreement that will allow Hamas to extend the ceasefire by simply releasing 10 more hostages. Every 10 hostages that they release, they'll get another 24 hours of a ceasefire. There's a possibility they'll they'll use that. Mm. Uh, but also there may just be international pressure on Israel just not to resume the fighting and, and it may just turn into a longer ceasefire than we're, than we're expecting. How much um, of a mission is it going to be locating all the hostages? That seems to be an issue. I'm not sure how it got so messy. I mean, well, for a start, you know, many of them embedded in spiderweb tunnels. That's bad enough. But then I'm hearing Islamic Jihad kept some of them. Crime families waded in and got involved in holding some hostages in southern Gaza. I mean, how does all that happen? Well, it's been a very complex negotiation. It's gone on for five weeks with Qatari and Egyptian officials mediating and also the head of the CIA, the head of Mossad have been involved. If you remember early on, about a month ago, there were two American women hostages who were released. And that was actually a test, uh, if you like, of the credibility of being able to have hostages released. So I think everyone involved is fairly confident that Hamas will keep its end of the bargain here, that they will cash in 50 of their 230-odd Israeli bargaining chips in, in terms of the hostages that they hold. So I think it will happen. I mean, I think this is quite a win for Hamas in that they get a pause in the fighting. Remember, Hamas just wants to survive here. Uh, Israel wants to eliminate them. They compare them with ISIS 
and they want to eradicate them completely. I think the calculus for Hamas is simply that they want to survive. I think they benefit hugely from a ceasefire. I think the people in Gaza will benefit hugely from a ceasefire because there's going to be 300 trucks of aid coming in every day now versus, you know, only around uh, 45 at the moment. So it's it's welcome news. I mean, whatever the reasons and the, the details of it, it's got to be good news, uh, a ceasefire, and it lets everyone take a breather. You know, we're on day 48 of this war. It's been pretty devastating so far. I think it gives everyone a chance to, you know, catch their breath. And, you know, if there are 50 hostages who were released, there will be 50 families in Israel who will be, be very happy about that. 100% and allows more aid, of course, to get in too. Thanks so much, Jeffrey. Always a pleasure, Jeffrey Miller, international geopolitical uh, analyst. And, of course, um, Jeffrey was saying earlier that, you know, one of the things that the new foreign minister should be doing is going to be making a trip to the Middle East a bit of a priority. For more from Early Edition with Kate Hawksby, listen live to News Talk ZB from 5am weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.